Welcome to another 2016 Guildhall School Events podcast. Today I'm very pleased to be joined by cast and crew from our final spring term production, Go Make You Ready, including Deputy Stage Manager Ellie Chayette, cast members Akpore Uzo and Bessie Carter, and co-directors Patsy Rodenberg and Sue Lefton. Very warm welcome to you all and thanks for coming in today to talk to us. Um, Patsy, Go Make You Ready is a devised piece, and I'm doing that thing with my fingers, devised. Um, what does that mean? Well, I suppose it is devised, but it's all Shakespeare or language that he would have heard spoken or spoken himself. I actually started the process of this piece some years ago because for many years I've I've introduced students to Shakespeare by using the sonnets, which are very dense, compact pieces of writing. But it occurred to me about 20 years ago that a lot of the themes in the sonnets impact his plays. So I started to feel sonnets were like hubs of him philosophically and emotionally sorting certain things out. And I started to put sonnets together with bits of plays that I felt were relevant. And then I became very obsessed by his wife because no other playwright has ever written such intelligent, articulate women. And it started to occur to me that he must have heard that somewhere. And the person that he must have heard it from, I believe, is his wife, Anne, because the scenes that these women occur in are often to do with marriage, and he only had one wife. And I've also felt very upset for Anne because she's been overlooked. But I think he was a... I mean, I think that relationship was very powerful in his life. And the other thing that I'm obsessed with with is the death of his child. We forget that how these events in life impact us. And then when the sonnets were published in 1609, we don't know whether she ever read them. But my God, if she got hold of a copy, the, the <laughs> so to speak, would have hit the fan. Are you going to edit that one out? I'll do a boop. There must have been some conflict if, as a wife, you read some of those sonnets. So that's how it happened. Okay, so this has been quite a long time in the brewing. Yes, Yes. my processes are very slow. So the next one due out in another 20 years. Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we've not only got just one director here, we've got two directors, which is really interesting for me because I've no idea how it works. Sue, you're co-directing and you're choreographer. Well, Um, I am doing the movement and the the dance when we need it, but um, I think people always can very rarely fathom how people can co-direct. But I think if you've got a colleague who you've worked with for a long time and you share not the same ideas but the same sort of theatrical taste, then working with Patsy is very exciting because she can focus on one area of the piece, which is obviously the text, and I can focus on another area of the piece which is the staging the dance the physicality but that said actually there's a lot of crossing through of thoughts and imagination because very often a director is so intent upon one thing or the other that they don't have the space to dream and watch their production with a little more objectivity and with Patsy and I I can dream and she can work and then she can work and I can dream. So we find that we do, although, you know, we're used to working, I'm used to working in movement, although I have directed a lot of shows and uh, likewise Patsy with text, we do collaborate very, very instantly and very closely. 
Um, the, the last play you directed here was The Hour We Knew yeah. Nothing of Each Other two years ago and you were in the podcast seat again two years ago and there was uh, something like 400 characters in, in that one are there, there slightly fewer in this? I think they're about the same number actually, about the same because <laughs> there are a lot of well there are a lot of characters who are there and yet not there one aspect of the way we're doing this is that Patsy's obsession with Anne and her thoughts and her views on life coming out through Shakespeare's mouth with the female characters. We also thought that all the women in it should be aspects of Anne because they're all playing these roles. So there are a lot, probably not quite 400, but there do seem to be an awful lot of different people in this piece. Well, two of the people that are in it are here today so we've got Akpore and Bessie um, so we've heard from the creative team about having two directors how does it how does it work how does it work for you well it's similar to what you've said you both complement they complement each other very well and have their specific areas but when it, it we're all discovering what this piece is and it feels very equal amongst the directors and the cast and so I think it's working very well, I yeah. have no complaints. <laughs> I agree. Um, one thing that I'd say I've noticed is that both Sue and Patsy have very good taste, which helps, but also they really respect each other. So when we're going through processes, you'll see <clears throat> times where maybe a decision needs to be made and one might have an idea and someone has a different, different idea and instead of saying, okay, maybe we should do mine, they'll say, no, 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 that, that's, that's a good one, let's go with that. And when you have that respect and, I guess, you feel safe with someone like that, there's no shame in it. So that can be done in front of us, which then allows us to feel free in our exploration of the text. And, and in terms of production, is it going to be a, um, a series of short narratives or is there a common uh, storyline that, that goes through it? How's it sort of, how's it done? What we're working very hard for is that it was Patsy's premise that this took place as Shakespeare was dying. So this piece, kind of, he is thinking and images are coming into his mind of his plays, of his wife, of his children, of his dead son, Hamlet, who died when he was 11. And lots of things come rushing back into his mind. So we're hoping it will be like, as Patsy called it, a lightning before death. He's completely filled with thoughts and can't die in a way before he has them. And of course, we reach King Lear and then Tempest at the end as sort of Shakespeare's last play, The Tempest, even though he did write a couple of other things, not importantly. He lays down his pen at the end of Tempest and Pats has placed this kind of beginning of the piece and end of the piece with The Tempest. So we see this circle of life. Okay, and um, Akpura and Bessie, are you, uh, what characters do you play in, in, in the production? So um, I'm playing William Shakespeare and as well as that in some parts King Lear um, who else? <laughs> playing King Lear well you're, well you're contributing to lots of different scenes as a kind of director figure yeah, yeah. so as Shakespeare within the, the journey of the play I'm playing him as if he was in the rehearsal room and aside from that 
I take on some roles, including Othello, Leia, and Hamlet. Hamlet. Probably the, probably the only time you're ever going to play those three roles in the same in the same play. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm playing the sort of the main Anne, but then I, you know, when say um, Isabella comes forward, that's another aspect of Anne. So me amongst six or seven other girls, we are then that aspect of Anne. But I guess I I'm there at the deathbed at the beginning and at the end to kind of. To, to show who she, who she was, so it's clear for the audience. So it's not you know, they have one and they can follow at certain points. Yeah, uh, we mustn't forget our wonderful technical theatre department. We have Ellie here, who's a deputy stage manager. Is that right? Yeah. That's right. Um, and uh, you're going to be representing the whole of technical theatre today. Oh. So I might, <laughs> I might be asking you some more stuff okay. about how um, if you can tell us anything about how it's staged in terms of what it looks like and when it's set. Okay. Um, well, it's staged sort of in two parts so you've got you know one side of the stage is the rehearsal room and then you've got sort of the Stratford area um, and I think you know at the, at the beginning I think it was very separate and I think now which we've which I think I quite enjoy is that we've done it so it's a mixture so we're not just in Stratford or we're not just in the rehearsal room we've kind of brought that two together the two aspects together to see how Shakespeare is at home with Anne and with his children and then also how he brings that into the rehearsal room, I guess, if that makes sense. And, and so this is this is um, this is still set in the exact time that Shakespeare was uh, alive. Well, it moves. I mean, I think the great thing about Shakespeare is that he is universal. And I'm, I've always found rigidly putting him in a period restricts him. So in Shakespeare's mind, as he's dying, he's moving through time and space, really. And actually, I think probably rehearsal rooms and actors have been pretty well similar for 400 years. You know, what goes on in a rehearsal room, the problems and the egos and the gossip are, are the same. So I, I always, I think I want audiences to realise that it's all about us now. So I've always been very resistant to putting it strictly in a era. So it can, it's fluid. And um, Mark Simmons, designer? Fantastic designer, Mark. I use him because he's patient. You know, the thing that I like about Mark and the thing I, thing I like about the, the work he does is that he puts at the centre the actors and the play. He doesn't get wedded to his own concept. And in fact, I come from an old tradition which was somebody called the, um, the Percy Harris's... Um, Mo um, what was the Motley. name? Motley. There were two sisters who designed for the old Vic and that this wonderful concept that it was for the play and the actors rather than showing off my design and markers of that school. Um, and we should also mention Rory, who, Rory Beaton, who's a lighting designer because he's also a technical theatre student. Yes, he's fantastic. And he's going to, he's been around a lot and he's got quite a job actually about how to focus the piece because we're swirling as Patsy said, it's all so fluid. One moment we're in uh, Stratford and on Shakespeare's deathbed and we understand that and then the next moment he's in a rehearsal room eyeing up the women who might have hung around those rehearsal rooms and then maybe Anne herself his wife watching and yet not watching from afar so Rory has got to put these lights on people to make the whole story tell and know where to look, really. And his his lighting designs are great because I, um, if anyone came to see uh, the Pinter Triple Bill, he did he did that, didn't he? Um, and he also did um, Mephisto, 
and the lighting for both those were absolutely brilliant, I thought. Anyway. I've worked with him last year with The Dream. Yeah. And um, he's, he's going to be very good because, again, he respects uh, the actor. He respects the play. A lot of these designers now, they want their design to be the big centrepiece. And I can understand that in a way, but it's wonderful to have a, somebody who just says, actually, let's make the work work rather than show off. Um, and we now we should probably talk about China. Yes. Because um, not only is this part of Shakespeare 400... Yes, it is. Um, ..but you're taking it to China, which is pretty impressive. Uh, I wondered if you could talk a little bit more about that. It's not the first time you've been to China. I, it's the first time the drama department has taken... I think the, the opera department has taken... Yes. So we don't know what's going to happen. I think what is interesting to realise about China is that spoken theatre is only about 100 years old, so they're still finding their way. We don't know what they're going to make of it, but how can we? I mean, it's very exciting. I think it will be very difficult. The design I like, as you've heard, simple design, so the design should be able to go very easily there uh, so we can move in. But we don't know what's going to happen. And are you taking everybody? Or, yes. Yeah? And, yes. I mean, if you've got scenic cars and props and stuff, are you going to have to like put them in a couple of suitcases or...? Is this way? Is this way you come in, Ali? Like trying to get well, it all they're, over? They're building. The Chinese are going to build yeah. some of it for that us. That would make sense, wouldn't it? Yes, but it's not <laughs> complex. No, it can't be complex. And we're sort of taking the smaller props that you know, the handheld props. We're taking them with us as well, but it's not massive set that we're just. And the costume as well. But, yeah, we're yeah. taking costume as well. So. Yeah, great. Yeah. Um, and you're going to Beijing, Shanghai, and I can't actually Xiao say. Chongqing. 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 Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. But that's it. That's the start of April. So, um, Akure and Bessie, that must be quite exciting to be able to go on tour. Well, the other I, side of the world. I just feel honoured to be part of the Shakespeare 400. I think mm. to, be, to be part of the celebration of, of one of the greatest playwrights and to be doing it with Patsy and in our final year of Guildhall, it feels like a huge sense of pride and holding this piece that you know has been created for this. You know, well, for other reasons, but also for this anniversary. I think is a huge honour so I'm excited mm. I'm excited for that yeah I, I agree it's um, an amazing privilege to be part of a process that has huge potential to be great and um, when you can see that at a point like this at a stage that we're at it's it's almost like going to China is an unnecessary icing on the cake <laughs> so it's like it's like ice cream on top of the icing which is already on the cake so it's yeah it, it it should be very, very good. I'm, I'm excited. I would say eat as much of it as you can. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, I think uh, it's time to wrap it up. So thank you, everybody, for coming in. Um, and I li really look forward to seeing you in the production. Thank you. Thank you. You can catch Go Make You Ready from the 18th to the 23rd of March at the Silk Street Theatre and tickets are available from the Barbican box office in person, over the phone or online at gsmd.ac.uk.